Welcome to Rugged Rants, a tough and yes, maybe at times bold conversation on the future of innovation and what we can expect as work changes. I'm your host, Susan Campbell. In today's episode, Susan Black, the general manager of Panasonic Canada, is here with me to discuss how businesses deploy technology to solve problems and what tech trends she's seeing that are going to shape the future. Welcome, Susan. Hey, Susan. Nice to talk. The All Susan Podcast. I know. This could be a thing, I feel. It's, yeah, absolutely. The global Susan Podcast now, <laughs> since I'm... In North America, in the Newark, uh, New Jersey, U.S. market here talking with you. And you're, what part of Canada are you in today? I'm in Toronto today. Okay. And we don't have any snow today, which is amazing. We've already had a lot of snow, so not pleased with that. Okay. Yeah, I am not ready for the snow myself. So um, let's get started. Talk a little bit about the technology market in Canada. Um, any comparisons you can draw, the disparity or similarities between the U.S. and Canada markets when it comes to deploying technology? Yeah, um, I think that our markets are really similar. There are some distinguishing differences, I feel, just because we're a smaller market and we do run along the border to the U.S., so obviously the influences coming up from the south uh, drastically um, have an impact on any deployments or any technology that our customers are using. But generally speaking, we, because we're smaller, we're a little bit more nimble to be able to try new technologies and deploy them a little quicker on perhaps a proof of concept or pilot, um, allowing for um, an application to be run before it can be deployed globally. So we do see a lot of that with our clients, uh, that they want to try uh, different applications and maybe have a test bed up here in Canada. That's fascinating being um, the idea might come from from the U.S., but it's a smaller market in Canada and so that you can react quickly and t- test it out and then it probably deploys there first and then comes back to um, to the U.S. as well as a um, proof of concept, huh? Yeah. I mean, I don't think our customers see a border, to be honest with you, when they're thinking about deployments. So they have to make sure that it's going to you know, flow easily back and forth and then to a more global scale. And we've seen it in the automotive industry, uh, utilities um, and public safety for sure, sharing best practices and being able to do it on a broader scale when the, the final rollout happens. Talk a little bit about a recent um, deployment of something new like that, where being in nimble mode mindset or nimble modality has really helped you deploy a new technology. Talk through that a little bit, an example maybe. Yeah, so an emerging market, obviously for both of us and for Panasonic as a whole, is handheld market. And what we're seeing here is that while the hardware is really, really important, and that's what we do the best. Uh, The application is really driving the way the hardware is going to be deployed. So we've had a couple of applications where ISVs have um, used our products to load the application, test it, bring it back into the lab to be able to make modifications. We're able to work with the engineers to make slight changes um, if needed and get it back in front of the customer so that you know, they can quickly 
get back to the pilot and and do the matrix that they want to test with to ensure that the end user is going to be satisfied. So we've had a number of those. I can't give a customer specifically, but we we seem to have had a number of them go out to the field and come back and then quickly be deployed again once quick changes are made. Interesting. So that's in the rugged handheld computer space you're referring to. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And that uh, that space is really very heavily reliant on the software and applications that are driving the the utility of the device in the marketplace. Yes, correct. I was also just going to say we have a large automotive uh, customer as well who was switching from a rugged laptop to a tablet and they used Canada, um, even though they deploy rugged laptops slash tablets globally, they use Canada to be able to test a new application for a new uh, model of a car. So that ran for about six months. And again, with our engineers involved, as well as their application folks, it, it was really, really smooth. So it's been rolled out globally. And to date, I haven't heard of any problems. Oh, that's interesting. And mentioning the, you know, the engineering involvement and in all of the deployments, and it, it brings to mind that, you know, Panasonic is really committed to building technology and solutions with their customers and direct the customer's direct feedback in mind. Um, so talk a little bit about how technology is being used to solve some of those customer problems and and maybe the the development of the solution in the conversation that happens with the customers or the end users and how that helps shape the solution. Yeah, I think that in the discussions I've had with customers over the last six months to a year, the need for analytics and the need for data and, and utilizing the data that they're collecting, whatever that may be from, whether it's a tablet, whether it's a CCTV camera, um, whatever hardware device, they really want to collect the data and analyze and, and prepare for the future. So anything that we're discussing with large enterprise clients right now, even small to medium size, to be honest, are really the conversations geared around what's the value that this hardware can bring to you long-term from an analytics and um, data mining perspective. So if we're to take sort of technology that Panasonic is creating, such as facial recognition, uh, that data and that data mining is invaluable for any sort of sector, whether it's public safety, whether it's traffic, whether it's retail, um, what you can do with that information could really transform the organization and what they can do from a capabilities perspective long-term. Wow. So yeah, retail is one of the segments or sectors that's really been um, going through quite the digital transformation as their businesses um being disrupted <laughs> by some technology, but also um, growing because of technology. Where where do you see things like you were talking about facial recognition or uh, artificial intelligence? What what uh, how is technology serving the retail industry? Yeah, so I mean, I think a lot of people. There's a lot of articles right now about facial recognition and uh, the privacy issues and and different you know aspects that can be perceived as negative. But I think if we're to just take the data and not collect or save any of the private information, then 
the possibilities are really endless to what to do with the information. So for instance, if you have CCTV cameras already established in your store, we'll just pick a retail store, and you're collecting that data or using those cameras for a function of security for theft or or other uh, means to do with security, perhaps you can look at trends. You know, what are the demographics coming through the store at certain times? What um, is the reaction to certain displays um, in, in terms of locations where it's set up in the store? Are you getting heavy traffic to one area of the store or is it being bypassed? And you can really watch these trends over time to see how you can best serve your customer. And these are the conversations we're having at the large retail um, side of things, as well as quick service restaurants as well. They really want to analyze what kind of customers come into their uh, restaurants, how long they stay, how they're participating, do they sit down, uh, have conversations, or just pick something up and leave. Uh, so it's really quite interesting that the possibilities that it can provide for the future of these businesses. Right. I think people get a little freaked out over the whole facial recognition and um, you know personal information and data capture, but. I think when the the data is harvested and used for the good, right, to improve store flow or to improve customer experience, it's not it doesn't have that creepy factor. It has that beneficial factor for our customers and their end user customers. Yeah, and I think that is the myth that we need to bust up. Um, and I think you're right. It has to be used carefully and there has to be ethics involved and, and policies pr- before it's rolled out. But I think it can be a really effective way to use technology um, to help your business. Interesting. So other um, industries that you serve, I know you co- you know you cover quite a large territory with Canada and a large mix of industries. So some of the other um, new technologies that are coming into play, um, how maybe voice to text is being used in some industries. How is that um, how do you see that playing out and helping customers? Yeah, that's definitely another area that is in at top of mind for a lot of clients. I'll I'll pick public safety as the top one that comes to my mind when I hear voice to text because the mobile user demographic is changing. You're having a lot of retired uh, police officers, EMS workers, uh, firefighters, and a younger generation is coming in who don't really like to type. Um, Of course they can, but you know, they would prefer to talk. It's more efficient if the technology is already in the car with body-worn cameras or cameras of any type. Um, it's a, an effective way to capture all the information in one time versus, you know, preparing notes in a notebook later on. So some of these uh, technologies are being tested right now by police departments in terms of note-taking, which is obviously very important for police when it comes to going to trials or court down the road. Those notes have to be flawless. So it's, it's, it's a way that, you know, they're looking at different technologies to be able to uh, change the way they do a job today. Yeah. And with the Internet of Things and, and the connectivity and the seamless communication between technologies or between devices, that, that's becoming expectation at this point, right? Yes, absolutely. And I think it's really, you know, device 
consolidation, how many things can you get one device to do for the mobile user? And if we, I know that's what we always think about at Panasonic is how can we add as many features into a piece of hardware so that it's eliminating and making the job easier for the end user ultimately. And I think if we can always have that top of mind when we're engineering, when we're developing products, which we have for the last 20 years, I think, um, you know, these new technologies will fit in nicely to the technology that we're creating as well. Right, right. So, our, you know, as work changes, the technology changes to keep up with it. And as the technology improves the way that a job gets done, then you're looking for the next level of improvement, right? It never ends, that's for sure. It's always something to do, no matter how much you get done today. <laughs> that's it. So, uh, <laughs> so shifting gears just a little bit, what are some of the obstacles that um, customers come across um, when they are adopting new technologies? Right. So it's all you know. When everything goes perfectly, it's all happy, hunky dory. But what are some of the um, obstacles that maybe uh, prevent adoption or slow down the deployment, just some of the things that um, you have to consider when taking on a new technology. Yeah, I think that um, the obvious is, you know, uh, budgets. Um, when I go shopping, I'd like to buy everything, but that isn't always possible. Um, so, you know, the, what kind of technology can you get for your budget or your business line of business that's important, the best, um, you know, the timing of, of when you deploy these technologies and how do you afford it? I would also say that uh, the skills and the, 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 manpower to to roll these technologies out is r quite limited at this stage and obviously a lot of organizations are under restraints with headcount and the actual skills to be able to deploy this so at the same time as creating and engineering there you know is a big shift in the market in terms of the skills that are required from a technology perspective. Many of the jobs in retail will be gone, you know, 10 years from now or 15 years from now. We need to have people who are trained in different technologies to be able to utilize it to its fullest. So I think that's what we're hearing mainly from clients and they're coming to us at Panasonic as a technology leader to you know, have contracts for engineers to work with them, to help deploy, to help run a pilot. Um, how do we get from here to, to Z in, you know, six months with no skills in house. And I think those are the challenges that a lot of organizations are facing to be able to be able to utilize this great technology. Yeah, and that's even some of the technology that is existing today and other businesses are comfortable with and maybe it's new for a certain company. But then you layer on top of that emerging technology. And what are some of the emerging tech trends like um, artificial intelligence or machine learning um, how do you see that emerging technology? How are those customer how are those conversations uh, going about with customers on that emerging side? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we have a lot of techno technology forums where we have customers at the front of the line talking to our engineers, telling them about things that they're facing in their industries to be able to help us build in some of that intelligence to products of the future, even products today, we have some of it. And I think, you know, with 5G um, slated in the next few years, I think the constant 
connectivity will allow that that capability of uh, artificial intelligence and that you know learning machine learning right from this source happens so much quicker that you'll be able to again take that that information and be able to um, react quite quickly. So um, I don't have specifics in terms of, you know, they want this feature of artificial intelligence that really varies depending on the industry. Of course, in, in public safety, you know, it's all about uh, images and different, you know, if there's a gang member who carries a certain backpack, how do we track that backpack and different things? So, you know, there's just so much vastness in terms of the details of what each uh, vertical market requires, but I think that gives us such a great opportunity for the future and how we can, you know, create our products with that in mind. Right, right. And if if uh, if businesses are facing a certain challenge, they don't even really need to have an understanding of what they need to do to solve it. They just need to have the conversation with the right folks about here's what we're facing, and then you can solve it together. Yes. And I think they come to us at Panasonic to hear what other customers have said as well and and what's happening in their industry. You know, we're a trusted advisor for 22 years in the rugged space. And it's uh, it's good to know that they come to us as a checkpoint of, you know, what what are my peers doing in this industry? And, and right. are we behind? Are we ahead? Well, what can we do? And of course, without sharing uh, detailed information, we can kind of have a broader sense of each vertical market of what they're doing and what the trends are. Yeah. And if our 22 years of experience in the rugged space isn't enough, we could draw on some of our 100-year history yeah, good point. in good some point. of the other yeah, diverse businesses. We've, uh, we've been talking to few folks um, across the whole spectrum of offerings from Panasonic. And it's fascinating to think, you know, even in the uh, rugged technology or rugged computer space, we're we're using batteries and battery technology that we're using in, um, you know, electric automobile industry that we serve. And um, in the video camera space, we're drawing on, uh, or I'm sorry, in the security camera space, we're drawing on our video camera business. So I think that kind of experience helps uh, the conversation and the um, the depth of the conversation with people as they're trying to solve existing problems. Yeah, I, I every day I've been at Panasonic 15 years, and every day I learn something new about Panasonic and what they do. Um, you know, emotion detection. You know, the cameras that can read emotions and and help change emotions if it's a good day or a bad day. So, pretty amazing technology that's being created. And you're right in every type of business uh, within Panasonic and outside Panasonic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for your time today for our Global Susan podcast. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Is this the first time you've gone global? I think you, you've had others, but I'm really uh, honored to be on and uh, it's a lot of fun. Great. Well, that's it for us. I'm Susan Campbell. That's another episode of Rugged Rants. Tune in to new episodes and hear from fellow co-hosts Barry Ross and Craig Joukowsky on a whole range of topics, each a tough and bold conversation on the future of innovation and what we can expect as work changes. <laughs>